take my hand I'll carry you to freedom, baby, we can make a plan If they fail, then we don't need them And these roads are never easy, put my city on the map For those who couldn't feel me, know my city got my back Like, you can take my hand I'll carry you to freedom, baby, we can make a plan If they fail, then we don't need them and these What's up, easy. everybody? Shot Callers is back After the holiday break, holiday season uh, I hope everybody enjoyed their Christmas. I hope everybody enjoyed their New Year's. Um, it was uh, it was a good break with family and friends and had a great time. But man, I am so happy to be back behind this microphone with my brother, my ace boo coo, Joshua Odellis, Forellis, Montellis, Amcellis, Forellis, Hocknellis, Tolellis, Hayes. What's man. up, my brother? Man, I'm I'm so happy to be back with you guys. It's, it's been a long it's been a long it's been break. A minute, yeah. Back it's in been the a saddle, good baby. break, but it's been a long break. Yes, and, sir. Uh, you know, I'm still sitting in here with my hoodie on right now because I'm still all about that Carmelo. Oh yeah, no doubt. Hitting man. game winners and looking like his old self. They gotta have something good going on in that team. I Oof. tell you what, because oh, yeah, yeah, woof. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, obviously, sitting next to us also we have producer Tim. Yes, sir. Who's had a crazy holiday season yeah unfortunately good and bad yeah um but i'm happy to be doing this with you guys again it was so nice to get behind a mic with sean on uh, monday i kind of told him i was like man i feel like motivated again i feel yeah. boost i feel fired up yeah. you could tell when you listen to the episode on monday yeah that i was like into it i felt good yeah um so yeah man i'm really happy it's good to see you guys again yeah it's back. Um, it's good to be back in here man. 2020 is gonna be lit yes sir all, all day every day yeah you know what i mean so um, some housekeeping items, of course, um, please go on or on whatever you listen, please go on and give us reviews, Apple reviews. We love reviews. We five, love five star. stars. Five star. Please make sure you five go star, on there and give star, us five star, star reviews. Um, if you love Xavier, UC basketball, NKU basketball, producer Tim and Tyler, they cover all the games. Taylor. Taylor, I'm sorry. Tyler. Tyler. I'm telling him you said that. The creator. Um, that's my guy. But Taylor, yeah, Taylor and uh, and Tim they cover all the games. Um, I know Taylor was recapping UC on the at large bid Twitter this yeah. past weekend. He's trying to make uh, that happen. So if yeah. you can at large bid one on Twitter, at large bid one on Twitter, yeah. please make sure you follow that at not at yeah at. <laughs> <laughs> so make sure you cover. Uh, make sure you follow them. Uh, Producer Tim does his uh, minuteish recaps. He's the OG. now he's now added guest. Um, here and there yeah yeah so it's it's been really cool to have you know other uh, perspectives and things like that that i mean he's making connections with people people are enjoying what he's doing i mean he's enjoying other people as well so kept like one uh, more thing absolutely i know it's been like a week and a half but my article is still up on our website 48minutesnetwork.com yes i was just about to ask you about that where i recapped the xavier kansas state 2010 sweet 16 classic yeah if, if you haven't had a chance to to read through that article Please do so. I mean, it, it's wonderfully written. He's got great quotes and sound bites from uh, people that were involved, including Chris Mack, who's the probably you know that's really cool to be able to get time to sit down with him and him have him recap that game. So that was like my moment that I realized I was doing pretty well when yeah. I got an email from him that was like, "Hey, that was really good, thank yeah. you." And I was like, "What?" Yeah, that, that's really cool. <laughs> I was like, "I mean, it was oh man, yeah, it's really cool." Um, and he, you did a great job. The article was freaking phenomenal. Yeah, um, and it, it puts you. I mean, Tim puts you right in the spot of what everybody was thinking, even leading up to that game. You know, behind the scenes stuff was really cool. Yeah, my goal with it was more or less like I wanted to talk about that game because that game was like the culmination of like that run that Jordan Crawford had in that mm-hmm. tournament. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many people remember 2010 Jordan Crawford in college. Yeah, but, but he, was, he was a problem. He was the like after Christmas break, he was the best player in college basketball mm-hmm. that year. Like, and that was the year John Wall was in college. Yeah. That was your Avery Bradley was in college when he yeah. was really good. Derek Favors was really good in college. Like Crawford outplayed all those dudes. Yeah. And he was just unreal. So I wanted to kind of bring that back because in that Kansas State game, it's him, two Holloway, Jacob Pullen, and um Dennis Clemente mm-hmm. for Kansas State. And those four are just unbelievable guards in that yeah. game, just hitting crazy shots mm-hmm. and it's it's great. So I put the whole game actually in the article on a YouTube clip. So if you want yeah. to watch it while you read along, 
Um, and then I, I, I had the goal of using Gus Johnson's quotes to kind of be the chapters <laughs> of the article. Right. It was like my plan. All right, all right. So, and I think that actually worked out a lot better than I thought it would. It did. Yeah. It did. Because everybody has... Gus, Gus Johnson, Johnson adds is, to that yes, game. He is, and I don't care what anybody says, man, when he is on a game, he oh, makes that game so feel good. so big every so time. Good. He's got that, he's one of the people that have that ability uh, I don't care if he's calling a fifth grade AAU game. Yeah, it feels like it's the only game in town, and you have to be a part of it. He doesn't. Ex- he could call like job. tetherball, and yeah. I'd be like, Yeah, I mean, he's just phenomenal. It doesn't matter what he does; he makes that game feel so big when he calls it. I know. So. There's nothing like Gus. No, Gus is the all. best. Gus is awesome. Yeah, Gus is awesome. So. Gus, like Stuart Scott on ESPN, like yep. there's just there's some dudes you just can't recreate. You can't recreate. You can't replicate, and it's it's uh. You know he does an excellent job. So when you when you put that in the article, like you kind of read it in his voice because you know his voice. Yeah, you're like, oh my god, you're right there. Like, yeah, you can hear him saying that. It's 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 very well written. You did a Thank great you. job. Thank on you, it. man. Good I was job. really excited about how it turned out. Yeah. So um, get on there, check that out. Um, five star reviews. Make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at forty eight minutes ntwrk. Please make sure you check us out. Um, without further ado, producer Tim, give us topic number one. Gentlemen, Chris Paul having a resurgence in Oklahoma City. Point God. Point God. Now, I know a lot of people have some personal feelings against Chris Paul. But are we going to act... Do they really? Yeah. Are we going to act like he hasn't been awesome his whole career? And this year has just kind of been like after that year in Houston where he's hurt, things don't go right for them. Mm-hmm. James Harden him, the reports coming out, they don't get along. He comes here with all these young guys. He gets rejuvenated. The Oklahoma City is in the playoff running right now, and their future set up really well between all the draft picks they have. Um, you know, obviously we knew it was going to be really difficult to move that Chris Paul contract. Yes. Um, it's just too high. It's too much going on with it. But what he's doing right now with these young guys and that three guard lineup specifically, they run with Schroeder and Shea Gildas Alexander. It seems like Oklahoma City's got some good momentum. They basically run a college basketball lineup with right. NBA players, is what mm-hmm. they're doing. Um, so what do you guys think about this year Chris Paul's had so far? And what do you think the ceiling is for the Thunder team if he's playing well? And, disclaimer, of course, is healthy. Is healthy, yeah. Um, I think the run he's having right now, I, I sometimes when you're able to play with younger players, it kind of rejuvenates you a little bit. And unlike I think LeBron? Like, unlike LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I think that it's kind of rejuvenated him a little bit. And any I think that a lot of times when people tell you that you can't do something or that you that you're over the hill or that you're not the same player, I think he's motivated by those things. Oh yeah. He's got young guys that he's playing with. Man, I love Shea. I love it's Shea. hard not to. Gosh. So good. He does so many things so well. He's a star. He is. Yeah. He is. And I, I think with Shea there. I think Schroeder's been a pleasant surprise mm-hmm. um, just because we hadn't seen that kind of play out of him consistently. Gallinari's been really good. Gallinari's been good. Um, I, I just really like that team. Steven Adams is always the consummate professional. I mean, he he's always going to get your rebounds. He's always going to work hard, and he's kind of like the bully. Mm-hmm. Um, he's their Luke Longley. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He really is. I mean, he's he's a guy that can do things. He's gonna he does what he does. He doesn't ask to do anything outside of his role. Um, but yeah, I just I kind of I really do like this team. I think Schroeder was the biggest one for me though. That where you look at man where he's what he's done the last couple years up to now, um, his play has gotten a lot better. But I think having Chris Paul there has helped both of those guys immensely. Yeah, agreed. And they've helped Chris Paul. I think that Chris Paul went there thinking, you know, eh, we've got some players. I'll we'll, be here a couple months. We'll be here a couple months. I'll be traded. But I really think he's bought into being the point guard of Oklahoma City. And mm-hmm. I think he's bought into having these young guys here um, that are as hungry as he is about winning basketball games. And he's got a good mix of, of young guys and veterans, like we said, with Gallinari with Adams. I mean, you've got some guys there with with those guys that are mixing really well. So Chris Paul's resurgence through uh, this season has been really good to see because I think that people forget how good he is. Uh, because Just of, asinine. Right, right. I think they forget how good he is because he's been with Harden. Um, you know, and Harden was, you know, tech, 
you know, he takes all the shots. You know, Chris Paul won him as MVP. Sorry, what? What was that? Oh, what was that? Huh? Huh? Nothing. Nothing. Um, but yeah, uh, people forget how good Chris Paul is. Um, and I think he's done a really good job with these young guys, uh, being able to not only, not only put them on a on a better level, on a higher level, but also being able to uh, exceed expectations. Um, with all the bad things and negative things that were going on before he went up in OKC, you know, with him being a bad teammate and, you know, losing his skills and not being as good as he they think he was going to be. He's really kind of shown out this year and done some crazy things where you're like, oh, yeah, he's he's still that dude. He's still that dude. So it's it's been good. I, I, I've liked Chris Paul there at OKC. It's actually been a really good fit. And none of us – I I know I didn't think it was going to nope. be a good fit at all. So. I thought he'd be good for Shea. I thought he'd be that good for Shea. For but I really thought that, you know, they, they wouldn't have any success and they would try to move him quick. But like you said, that contract, woof. I mean, it, it, it's going to be hard to move him. So I think he's making the best of the situation and playing well with it. So, Joshua Hayes, what's your thoughts? And now comes the controversy. Oh, here we go. <laughs> so That's why we hired you. <laughs> There's going to be some people that, that dislike me about my, my take on this Okay. when I tell you that even now, I still think Chris Paul is a better basketball player than Russell Westbrook. Oh, oh no, I don't disagree with that. Here, here's where here's I, where people don't, don't understand I, the game of I basketball. Have, I don't have any controversy with that. I really oh, man, some, <laughs> okay, some OKC fans are out there right now like, yeah, what? Nah. What? He's the best player to ever play at OKC. I will Ooh, smack a, you. I will another, smack you in your face. That's another. Okay, that's we're, another, we're adding that per KD uh, debate add, after yeah, this. Yeah, we're going right? to add that too, yeah, because that's another topic. Yeah, absolutely. I will smack you in your face. All of you. <laughs> <laughs> no, one, for real. One by one. Line up. Come see about us. Big trust. Hey, big we trust. We that. Woo -woo. I'm outside. I'm about that. You know I mean? um, no, for real. I don't. There, this is what I don't like about basketball and people – on paper, they look at things and they automatically read a stat sheet, and that's how they define a basketball player. Yeah. So we both know there were two straight years where Russell Westbrook averaged a triple double mm -hmm. points, rebounds, assists. First and foremost, that is crazy for a guard. Shout out. Yeah, absolutely. We knew the only other person to ever do it was Oscar Robinson. Mm -hmm. Oscar Robinson was also 6'5, 6'6. Russell Westbrook might be 6'3 on a good day. I think they list him at 6'4. With a little boost in those why nots. Right. <laughs> I hear you why nots. But uh he's not he's not that he's not he's not that tall. And you know, there were some questions out there about him padding his stats and like the teams letting him get rebounds. But and I'll say this about some other guys, you know, another and I'll bring him into the conversation, but John Stockson John Stockton is another guy who everybody was like Oh, he was good, but he wasn't no, you know, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. I'm like. That's so funny you brought that up. I was going to ask you if you would take Chris Paul or John Stockton. Ooh. Ooh. Depending In on prime. The, depending on the style of the game. Um, Dang. I Tim. unfortunately would probably still have to go John Stockton. I think I would too. Yeah. I think, but it's close for me. It is very close. And that's what I'm saying. Like, that's how good Chris Paul is. Like. I would argue that Chris Paul is a top three point guard of all time. Yep. Uh, behind Stockton and Magic. Like, yeah. it is that. That's how good this man is. He's got the all time assist to turnover ratio in the NBA. I mean, the guy does not turn the ball over. And what, what bothers me about when people think about Chris Paul, they don't realize, like, how smart and how much he understands the game of basketball. Mm -hmm. Dude, he still gets to his spots. Like, it's year two. Yep. He knows when to shoot, he knows when to pass. And sometimes his stats doesn't it doesn't show up on a stat line with how they win basketball games. So like you know you're talking about Schroeder and Alexander and Gallinari and like he's getting his teammates involved and he's getting the the, the best out of uh, he's getting the best out of everything Seriously. that he can get out of that team. And I think they're in a position right now where we did not think that OKC was going to be this playoff contender that could give somebody a run in a, in a series. Mm -hmm. And it largely starts with him. He's the engine that runs that team. Now, I don't think he was allowed to be that in Houston. I agree. I think he I wanted to be, but he couldn't. And I think we got to see a glimpse of his greatness in LA when he was with the Clippers, but he was hurt all the time. Mm -hmm. 
So well, even New Orleans, like you know, you guys know I love David West. He made mm-hmm. David West so much better as an NBA player. Yeah, I think what we're seeing is Chris Paul using his basketball knowledge and his understanding of the game to get these young guys. And and here's the other thing: they're all learning from him. Absolutely, mm-hmm. they might say he's a bad teammate. Um, I've heard a lot of people say that he rubs people the wrong way, but I think what it is, we know he rubs Rondo the wrong way. (laughs) (laughs) I think Chris Paul's just got that Jordan like mentality where he just wants to win at all costs. Like he doesn't care how he gets the win. He wants to win games and he doesn't like when he loses. He also is probably the top guy in the NBA holding grudges. So like, can you imagine if OKC makes the playoffs and they play the Clippers or the Rockets in the first round? He is coming for your head. Oh yeah. He is coming Uh, for it. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt about it. But I, I did read a good article about the differences between, you know, Westbrook and uh Chris Paul. Yeah, I read like that. On that on and it's it's really entertaining to read like how Chris Paul approaches the game as opposed to how Russell Westbrook, you know, they called they basically called Chris Paul like a, a surgeon and they called Westbrook a bulldozer, you know, and just that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. I think they're both like ridiculous competitors. Um and you can see like they both like bring it every night. But they bring it in different ways. You like, can you can tell that Westbrook doesn't have the basketball IQ that Chris. Paul correct, does. exactly. But like Paul doesn't have the athleticism Westbrook does has, and part of that is height. But like there are things that like Westbrook does in a basketball court. Like when Westbrook with the ball in his hands, mm-hmm. some of the stuff he does is just unreal. Mm-hmm. And then like on the same side, Paul is like, okay, I can't dribble like he can probably, but I can do this. I can do this. Yeah, I can do this. Westbrook's like a Ferrari with no brakes, dude. I know. <laughs> And Chris he Paul does, is like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's little, yeah. Chris Paul's like your Volkswagen that's all souped up and like has all the tools and like has all the different things. So I agree with that for sure. Um, it's been fun to see. I don't necessarily love Chris Paul, but I do, I am a fan of his game. Uh, yeah. If you're not, you know, you're just doing, you're just loving basketball the wrong way. Right. Yeah. Um. He's, but yeah, he's he does agree. Yeah. Yeah. That Chris Paul John Stockton thing is pretty nuts to me. Dude. How, I, yeah. You made me pull up John Stock like just. John I always. Stockton. I every time I don't I, even want to look. It's ridiculous. It's close. I mean, they're. I mean, it. It's, it's I'm talking about the stats. Like I know I just said stats, but like I don't think people realize how much John Stockton impacted a basketball Dude, game. Yeah, even on defense. It, yeah. I was gonna say we haven't even talked about like Chris Paul's still a really good on ball defender. He still is like going to be in your shorts. Like, you know how like baseball players they like like say you're a batter and you're going up against a pitcher. You learn his his, his rhythms repertoire. of like how he's gonna yeah. throw pitches, and you know pitchers learn batters of. Like I think Chris Paul, Chris Paul studies guys, and he's like, I know when you're going to dribble between your legs. Mm-hmm. I know when you're going to go behind your back. I know what spot you want to get to. Yeah, he's definitely got like that LeBron magic basketball brain that like, and like, you know, like he knows what you're going to do. He knows your game plan. He knows the plays you run. He'd have been a really scary six seven point guard. <laughs> yeah, he'd oh, have been. Gosh. He'd have been a better Penny Hardaway. Like, ooh, ooh. yeah, that's even coming from you, huh? Yeah. Okay. Well, he was a better shooter than Penny. I mean, Penny was a decent shooter. But Penny is so athletic, he didn't have to shoot all the time. Like, Penny's like a 32% three-point shooter in his career. So, all right. I guess that means we'll get to... Let's, yeah, topic two. Let's just... Let's, let's, get, let's move it up. up. Let's move it let's up. Let's move it up. All okay, right. We'll move it up. So, as we mentioned earlier, this kind of goes to topic one. Uh, Russell Westbrook made his return to Oklahoma City the other night. Really, really great atmosphere. Really great moment. Whoa. He's rocking the OKC shoes. He runs out on the court. He does this old routine where he's bumping everybody. He does the claps. He does everything they used to do in OKC to give the fans that they all give this huge standing ovation. So Kendrick Perkins, as we know, who is not afraid to speak his mind, goes on the Twitter and starts talking about why Russell Westbrook is the greatest OKC Thunder ever. Mm-hmm. As we heard Odell's Forella say earlier, mm-hmm. he didn't like that. Um, so, of course, people start chirping and they're like, you're crazy. You're insane, which... And they bring up the fact that Kevin Durant, I don't know if you guys heard, played for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Sure did. You know, the greatest scorer ever. So, sure um, in my personal opinion. And then Perk decides to chirp back and say, well, he lost in the second round without Russell Westbrook, if I remember. And, of course, Kevin Durant gets a little understanding of this. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Durant's fingers are the only thing more dangerous than a shooting. Man, you ain't lying. And comes at him mm-hmm. with all that smoke. And says, yes, if I recall correctly, our starting center, Kedrick Perkins, averaged two and three in that series. Which Kedrick Perkins responded with, I've got with something about having a championship ring or whatever, you know, even though Kevin Durant has two. And said, right. call, and just, of course, like every 
boring, lazy, taken media called him out for going to Golden State after being up right. 3-1 on them. So, guys, what do you think about all this smoke? Free smoke at that. It is free smoke. I, yeah. I first of all, want to say that regardless of whatever happens, burner account, no burner account, aliases, <laughs> Kevin Durant is hilarious on Twitter. It's the best. Yeah. And when he gets in his feelings like Drake, it, it's like the most comical it's thing so I've fun. ever seen. And it's fun. And I will say that Perk was coming at him, but like I still feel like Kevin Durant won the Twitter war. Oh, like, for sure. The way he – like the end-all, be-all – is that he's got more rings than Perkins. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a better basketball player, and he threw stats at him that were facts. It wasn't like it was. <laughs> it wasn't like he was lying. Yeah. So I was like, I kind of think like Kendrick Perkins stepped out of his lane a little bit in that one. Not not to say that Durant never has, but and let's look at every time Perk played in the finals. So he was part of the Ray Allen Kevin Garnett Celtics team. Yeah, he was. So mm, man, did they improve their team really quick to win a championship? Yes. Did they kind of start the big three run of the 2000s? Yes. I mean, you're basically saying, like, look who's calling the... Yeah, pot calling the kettle black, (laughs) for sure. Right. Yeah, I I get it. But we've already had this discussion in the studio before, and, you know, we haven't talked about it. Like, Kevin Durant is the most physically gifted offensive player I have ever seen in the NBA. A thousand percent agree. I'm not talking about he's the best scorer. I'm talking about... And, again... This is where the stats come in. Like, everybody's looking at James Harden right now, averaging 37 and a half points a game. Durant's never going to average that because Durant doesn't have the volume of shooting that, that Harden does. But Kevin Durant gets points when they matter, and he scores when he wants to. And when he has the ball in his hands and he has that look in his eye, he cannot be stopped. And I think that regardless if he played on a 97-win Golden State team, like if you watch those finals, when he took the game over, it was his, it was there his was game. nothing that anybody could do about it. And Fact. it was one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. I don't care that Curry was on the wing and Clay was in the corner. Like they ISOed Kevin Durant. He said, somebody come guard me and nobody could do it. And that's that's what I see from him. Same. So, you know, I'm really excited to get him to come back. And I never thought that Durant and Westbrook mixed well in OKC because – I agree. Kevin Durant doesn't need the ball in his hand. If you ever look at his stats, he's a low field goal attempting, high volume scoring person, which means he makes a lot of shots. Mm-hmm. He makes a lot of free throws. Those like times when OKC would have those two together and they'd both score like forty were so fun, though. They yeah. were. were so fun. But did you see how different the forty was? Like Kevin yeah. Durant had like the quietest forty points you'd ever see in a basketball game. Where Russell Westbrook's forty was like super loud and it was like flamboyant and he's screaming and. You know, uh, you did the one. I remember watching the one dude when he was doing all the impersonations. He'd make fun of Russell Westbrook. He's all screaming on the court. And, <laughs> but um, to say that Westbrook was the best Thunder player, I mean, Kevin Durant won an MVP there as well, too. Yeah, and plus, uh, are we counting the Sonics in this as well? I think that you have to. I agree. Yeah, I think that you have to count the Sonics. I'm okay with saying Russell Westbrook might be the second or third best in that franchise history with like the glove with Durant. I might put him above Gary Payton, depending what day you talk to me. But, yeah, like, legacy-wise, I'll give it to you. Like, what he did, stayed, signed the contract, won the MVP after the year Durant left, took that team to the playoffs when they really had Old Depot they weren't using right. Cool. And I'm not going to call anybody out, but if you go back and watch the series where they were up 3-1 against Golden State, and you really just watch the game, I think the game kind of speaks for itself. Mm -hmm. I don't think... Game 6, Clay? Well, that, not only that, I'm talking the meltdown with Golden or with uh, OKC and like how it happened. I don't think there are very many people that are going to blame Kevin Durant for the reason that they lost. I mean, no. you go back and watch the game. Just go back and watch it. Oh, I agree. It and watch the bad basketball that there was someone else on the team that played that caused that. And I don't care what anybody says. That is probably the main reason why KD decided he wanted to leave. Now, I can't speak to why he wanted to go to Golden State or everywhere else. You know, I can only fathom that. He felt like that was the right move for him to go play basketball. Um, you know, as we're watching the self-destruction of Golden State right now without their big three, this goes to show you how good those guys were that were around him and how great of a coach that Steve Kerr was when he had all that talent. He was able to keep it, keep everybody humbled, and everybody still got their piece of the pie, which was what made them so great to watch. Yeah. But 
Um, I think I truly think he went to Golden State because he loved the way they played basketball. And oh that yeah, that's really all it was. I, I think if that would have been a fifty win Golden State team, he still would have went to that team because of the style of basketball that they play. But it's nice to be wanted too. It's nice to get that. Kevin Durant call. is all time the number one OKC slash Seattle SuperSonic of all time. I don't even think it's a question. You know, if you put that like all time Seattle t- starting five together, they're pretty nasty. Oh yeah, they are. So. You go Peyton, Russ, Peyton, Westbrook, Allen, Durant, Kemp. As a small ball team, Ooh. who's stopping that? That's pretty dangerous. Off the bench, you got like um, Tom Chambers. I mean, we do have to do, like we do have to do the list one day with them. Yeah, Tom Chambers is coming off the bench on that team. Dallas Shrem's coming off the bench Shrimp. on that team. Hershey Hawkins is coming Hershey off the bench Hawkins. on that team. Yep. Um, even old Thunder players like Daniel. I'm not. Um, James Harden. Oh, my gosh. That team is – that nine right there. Like, Can't forget Harden. You put that with those, like, that, those all-time Celtics, all-time Lakers, like, that's pretty fun. Yeah, it is. What's yeah. your takes, man? What's your take? Um, I, I think that – I'm going to keep it brief, but I because you guys mentioned a lot of it. Um, I don't think it's any question he's the greatest, greatest Thunder slash Sonic. Um, and he's the one that played for both teams, so we can call it that. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I, I think that – um, his his scoring ability, um, his efficiency, um, his leadership. Um, there are a lot of different things that you could point to um, to show that he is the greatest Thunder ever. Um, looking at just statistical statistics, um, his years in OKC and just OKC alone. 08-09 um, averaged uh, 25 points and six and a half rebounds. The next year, 30 and seven. The following year, 27 and seven. The following year, 28 and eight. The next year, 28 and eight. The following year, 32 and seven. Can I also point out one thing? Yes. He did some Kobe Bryant cutting. Uh oh. He smoked the Spurs by himself. <laughs> hey! 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 So yeah. So I mean, just looking at statistics alone, um, the guy's phenomenal. I mean, I, I, I and I understand where Perkins is coming from. Well, actually, I really don't because <laughs> he's, you know he takes the cheap shot about him going to Golden State. He takes the cheap yeah, shot. Yeah, like everyone. About, Right. Yeah, like, he takes the cheap shot at um you know them lo- him losing in the second round. He takes the cheap shot about you know Russ staying even though you know Russ got traded. I mean, those are every everybody takes those cheap shots. Yeah, like did you Durant. not sign with Cleveland to play with LeBron to win a championship? Right. Kendrick Perkins? Right. And and here's here's my also my take on this. Um if Russell Westbrook would have said, you know what? I feel like I'm the greatest Thunder to ever play. I take that into account because he's got a point. Kendra Perkins doesn't have any point. No. That's like uh, the greatest thing I've watched. I go back and watch a lot of those. Uh, they're called open court. On I the love NBA. those. They're great. So they're talking about the dream team. And Isaiah Thomas says, look, do I feel like myself and Shaq should have been on the dream team? Absolutely. But my here's my issue. If Michael Jordan comes to me and says, "Hey man, I don't want him on the dream team," I'm like, "Who?" Absolutely. The, he's like, "Okay, fine. Greatest player ever can have his point." If he goes, if Magic comes to me and, and Magic comes and says, "Hey man, we don't want Isaiah," fine. If you if, if Magic Johnson, possibly the greatest point guard of all time, doesn't feel like I should be on there, okay, maybe he's got a point. But, but he, goes, he goes, but if Scottie Pippen, <laughs> you know what I mean? If Scottie Pippen come and say, "I don't," he's like. Man, come on, man. Because he goes, I was a better player than Scottie Pippen. He goes, I felt like I was a better player than Scottie Pippen. For him to be able to come at me and say that I don't belong on the dream team, like that's, that's kind of how I feel about this. Like, like if I'm Russell Westbrook and I say, man, I think I'm the greatest Thunder, I get that. Russell Westbrook, he's one of MVP. Uh, he's been a scoring champ. He's averaged triple doubles for a season. That's fine. Oh, but if Kendrick Perkins come to me talking about, hey, man, I don't think you're the greatest. Man, who is you? <laughs> who are you? Like, you're Kendrick Perkins. Like, you don't. 
Your your word means nothing to me. You want you also have a shallow title. You you were zero effectiveness on that Celtics team to win a title. They didn't say, man, we I'm glad we got Big Perkins on here to win a title. No, no, they were, they were like, man, I'm really glad we signed James Posey. Right, <laughs> like know? we got freaking like, like the big three Posey, like all these other guys. We didn't care about Kendrick Perkins the same way with the Thunder. Kevin Durant's like great. We went out the second round. You averaged two points as a center. Two points and three rebounds. So you're trying to tell me, Kevin Durant, that you don't think, like, I'm supposed to value your opinion? Like, come on, man. That was hilarious, by the way. And the fact that uh, that story that you told, for Isaiah Thomas, after everything that happened between the Bulls and the Pistons and then the whole Dream Team debacle where Jordan and one of them team, to still come out and say, Jordan's the greatest to ever do it. What that shows is respect. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. It shows respect of his game. Yeah. So, like, for me, like, Perkins ain't got no in room to talk. Right, you got nothing to you got nothing to say. Like, don't forget the fact that you're Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> I, I, I mean, granted, you played in the league, you had a nice career. I'm like, but there's about a thousand guys I could name before I got to. Oh yeah, Kendrick Perkins. Like, also, can we just point out he's really bad on TV? Yeah, he, he is nowhere yeah. near like Shaq. No, he is nowhere near like Richard no. Jefferson. Like Richard Jefferson walked in, put a set on, put a headset on, and he is amazing yeah, at it already. Phenomenal. Like he's so good at it. He yeah. gives a great like insight. He's yeah. funny. You know, he yeah. talks good basketball. And, he's, and, and honestly, uh, the thing I like about Richard Jefferson the most on there is that he's freaking real. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean, he like you said, he tells freaking stories. He'll tell you like, hey, yeah, I remember we played against him, blah blah blah, in sixteen, and we did this. Like he he tells you real stuff. I'll tell you I what, Richard Jefferson has a very rich, long career. Yeah, with man. A lot of yes. great players that he played with for sure. So Absolutely. I'm sure he has tons of stories. Oh to man, tell. his Jason Kidd stories are amazing. The time, did he, have you ever heard the story when he talked when he got in a fist? fight with Kenyon Martin in the locker room. I love that story. Um, <laughs> side yeah. note real quick before I move to the next thing. Yes. Um, so Kevin Garnett did Bill Simmons pod. Okay. And we, we talked about it in a text message where like he kind of made, said that thing where he broke LeBron. Yeah. I don't want to talk about that portion. I want to talk about the portion that makes me laugh when he's like, that Heat Celtics thing, we don't fuck with each other. We don't fuck with them. They don't fuck with us. And All I'm right. like, LeBron is currently playing with Rajon Rondo. Right. He won a title with Ray Allen. Kendrick Perkins was on his team. And I'm like, Right. What? Right. And James Posey was a member of the Miami Heat. Right. Actually, he was his coach in Cleveland. He was his coach in Cleveland, too. Like, what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think a lot of that stuff... I think a lot of that stuff comes from guys just wanting to have smoke. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Kevin Garnett's a guy that likes smoke. Yeah. He likes he, he makes likes, it fun. He thinks it's fun. I love Kevin Garnett. He, I, I do. I don't have... Yeah. I, I, Kevin Garnett, to me, top top five power forwards all time, no doubt. I, but I think like three of them are in his era. Right, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. But I, I think that some guys just like the drama. Sure. And I think he's just one of those guys. Him, him and Paul Pierce. I think Paul Pierce is the same way. He, you know, give me my respect. Which I, the truth to me, he, I liked him I, as a player. Uh, I'm not too fond of him as an analyst, but oh, no. Um, but as a player, I thought he was a great player. I think that yeah. you know, but. Those guys just like to feel like they were the bad guys, like they had some kind of drama with everybody, but it really wasn't that way. I think they built that up in their mind as competitors, but like you said, Rondo, Rondo, who I think was the leader of that team, has no issue with, with LeBron, obviously. Ray Allen, obviously, didn't have any issue. And remember, they had smoke with Ray Allen. Yeah. I'm like... Come on, forever. Man. Yeah, I'm like, come on, man. Like, you all just want drama for drama. I like, do like hearing them talk about when he hit the shot against the Spurs. Yeah, because they're like, yeah, we knew he made it. Right. We knew when he let it go. Right. Like, yeah. I actually think that all comes down to Kevin Garnett. Like, I really do. Like, when yeah. it's called the be all, the end all, be all. Like, it's one person. Like, yeah, I he's the you. one that has the beef. It's not everybody else. They're like, hey, dog, it's it's ten years ago, man. Right. Like, they're like, no, man. Like, f that, man. Like, no, they. It's cool, man. Like, he, yeah, like why didn't you stop him when he had that crazy game six? Then, yeah, you know, like I, this goes back about, to our point. We talk about this all the time with the Patriots. Yeah, people are like, I can't believe they put up fifty five. Did your defense stop right, him? Stop him. Yeah, that's been my that's my point all the time. I'm like, man, did you really have to do that? I'm like, look, I'm like, there's only so many things a team can do to stop themselves from scoring. But you, at some point, you've got to say, okay, we've got to do something to stop them. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. You know, after a while, you got to look at it and be like, okay, we we failed. Hey, just real we quick failed. before we go to the next topic, um, you know, you brought up Kevin Durant's stats and like when he was in, when he was in Seattle and he mm-hmm. switched over to OKC. Um, you don't get a real glimpse of the guy because 
you know, he's played how many seasons now so far? 12, I think. Yeah. Um, his last season. I just think how many was, shoes he had. <laughs> he was obviously hurt. Isn't that funny? That's how you can find out how many years yeah. he played is by how many shoes he has. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> by the way, those KD amp, those KD twelve amp pearls are nasty. I know I couldn't get them; they sold out. Yeah, I saw Trisha I, Mackey posted she got a pair, and I was like, "Come on, they're really nice. They're yeah, real nice." But um, he played nine seasons with Seattle OKC, which on the on the Sports Reference stat uh, uh, website they actually combine them as one team. So okay, so that is your question. We do our the list of Seattle. That's we get to add OKC in there. Yeah, uh, but fun. then he played three seasons in Golden State. It's crazy how consistent his stats are, and he was actually a better and more efficient player in Golden State, mm-hmm. shooting the ball less, and almost averaging the same amount of points. Oh yeah, like I think for how amazing he was in OKC, he wasn't a complete player yet. Like oh yeah, you know yeah. he went he to Golden still- State. He did all that player development. He was still putting Ooh, it together. Yeah. He was still putting it together. So 27 points a game, a career average. Isn't that nuts? I really want to say that puts him like fourth all time. Yeah. Behind LeBron Mike, and Mike LeBron and Wilt. Will, yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. he's There's there's never going to be another Kevin Durant. It's just never going to happen. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. <sighs> well, that expanded. <laughs> yeah. That was fun, actually. But that was a good conversation. I really enjoyed that time. Um, Producer Tim, topic number three. My guy, for the Orlando Magic, number 20, Markel Fultz, baby. Yes, man. Finally, yes. we are starting to see this kid become the player we thought he could be. He's not superstar level yet. He might not be superstar level, but he's playing really well. You know, I read the article he did with Chris Mannix in Sports Illustrated. And it was great. He talked mm-hmm. about, like, I never lost my confidence. He's like, which he totally did. Yeah. He and did. he's like, but I always knew. He's like, I read all this negative stuff. He's like, I laughed at it all. He's like, you know, he talked about how free it is in Orlando, how he just needed a new situation. It's a breath of fresh air. Steve Clifford sets him free. Steve Clifford's trying to develop him the way he developed Kemba Walker in Charlotte. Just really good. And you're yeah. starting to see it. Mark Kelly had a career high at 25 the other night. Yep. And that step is back. You know, Josh and I talked about this, I think, a month or so ago when he was in college. That first step he had yep. at Washington Explosion. just got past everybody. Mm-hmm. And you're starting to see that back. He's getting to the rim so easily again. Uh, the three-point shot is still not there, which, yeah. you know, a lot of point guards don't get that. De'Aaron Fox, like, had that 22 to, like, 33% bomb yeah. every year. Yep. That doesn't happen every year. Um, so, one, I think what we're trying to get at is it's really exciting to finally see Markel Fultz play basketball at the high level. He is fitting in. He's still, still good defensively. Mm-hmm. But his story didn't end like Anthony Bennett's did like Joe Smith's did, like all these first rounders, yep. these high lottery yep. guys that get injuries, like Darko. Markel Fultz kept on, and yes, we're finally starting to see what he's doing. Um, and that's the cool part about it, man, is that that guy could have folded up shop a million times. He had I mean, the money. Yeah. He was guaranteed. He had the money. The money was guaranteed. He could have walked away. Um, and he also, you know, he had some injuries with the shoulder and some other things, and people were even doubting his injuries, and like you, he had a ton of negative, negative things going on. And on top, they brought of his that, mom into it, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it you was, don't do that, right? You, yeah, it was, it was crazy, all the stuff that, that was going on. Um, and on top of that, though, is that he was on a high-profile team. I mean, yeah. that 76ers team was, you know, supposed to contend for a championship, and he's supposed to be a part of it. A part of that young nucleus with Embiid and Ben Simmons and all like, like there was there's a lot of pressure there for him to have a lot of success, um, and sometimes it, it takes a while for for people to grow, um, and put themselves in those positions. And I love the fact that he went down to Orlando and he's and he's doing it his way. You know what I mean? And that's, yeah, I agree. that's the cool part about it is that he's doing it his way. Um, and he's, I mean, like you said, he's not superstar status or star status yet, but just to see the young man have a game of 25 points, to see that quick step explosion, to see his jump shot get a little bit better every time he takes it because he's starting to get in a little getting bit. Getting that muscle rhythm. memory, yeah. He's getting the muscle memory back. Um, those are the cool things I like to see. Now, Orlando, um, Orlando is a team, you know, eh, you know, they're, they're here nor there. They're but, Dunks do lock, man. They're Florida Gulf Coast. Right. <laughs> Straight right. throwing it down. They're just, yeah, they're just throwing it down. But for him to have the ability to go down there and grow um, and, and get his game back a little bit, like you said, 
he can say he never lost confidence, but if you if you know an athlete, you could tell by his body language and the way he was playing, he completely lost his confidence. Um, and plus the fact that the pressure of being on a contender is that's a lot for somebody that doesn't have a whole lot of confidence in their game. Um, so it, that's good to see that he was able to go down to Orlando. Um, you see glimpses of why he was the the pick that he was because of that first step and that shot and being able to you know play defense and get to the rim and do all the things that we loved about him in college. Um, it, you're starting to see that now in Orlando, and that's cool. That's that's awesome. I'm I'm really happy for the guy. I think I I even tweeted that like I was just really happy to see him put some games together where. Um, he was having success, and, and to not see him just burn out of the league because because um, he, he is a good kid and he, he's worked hard at what he's doing. So shout out to Marco Foltz, man. That, that, it's awesome to see what he's doing, and I'm looking forward to um, the rest of the season and seasons to come because he's only going to get better. Um, everything that you guys said, man, is, uh, is right. I think uh, one of the things that – that I think is helping him. You know, you guys talked about him being in Philly, big market team. Uh, and you're right. You and I had talked earlier about like when he was in college, like what made him the number one draft pick was like how fast and how explosive he was getting to the basket. And, um, you know, for a minute there, we were all like, man, what in the world is wrong with mm-hmm. Markel Fultz? Like yeah. what is going on? Uh, if you ever read anything, like he was always confident that he was going to get himself back. Um, I'm going to take a different take on this, and I this is why I think Markel Fultz is so successful. Um, when Kimba got to Charlotte, there's a there's a correlation between Kimba Walker and Markel Fultz. Yeah. Do you know what that is? Steve Clifford. Steve Clifford talked mm-hmm. about it earlier. Yeah, I definitely think that Steve Clifford is the reason that Markel Fultz is where he's at. I don't know if you guys remember Kimba's first few years Pretty in uh, Charlotte. Yeah. He was struggling, like, really bad. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, all of us had seen what Kimba could do in college because of where he played at. And, you know, back when Kimba was in college, the Big East was, like, the premier conference. And, I mean, it, it was like watching a national championship <laughs> it, it <is> again. game. <clears throat> it was like watching a national championship game almost every single night because, like, the matchups were so great. They were. And um, we were all like, man, Kimba's going to be a dog in the NBA. And then he got there, and there was a struggle. Mm-hmm. I don't know what magic Steve Clifford has in his hands, but uh, I really would like to attest all of Markel Fultz's progression to him as a coach. And I don't know, like, his motivation skills, but, like, I, I, I think he saw a lot of Kimba Walker maybe in Markel Fultz. I see it. And I think that he was able to tap into that the same way. I think the biggest thing was first was to try to figure out what it was that was bothering him and how to get him healthy mentally and physically before you could get him back on the court. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he was scared. I don't know if he lost passion for the game. I mean, he, I, I truly believe he really was hurt. Yeah. Um, well, he the, talked about he didn't know his injury for two years. Yeah. yeah. I don't think anybody knew exactly what – I still don't even know what it was. No. Right. Yeah. I read it and I went – yeah, he's in got English, that, that means I'm right, that, right. Hey, that one had that Kawhi Leonard. Where nobody, <laughs> nobody knew. But like, he's telling us he's hurt. But like, we're like, bro, you ain't hurt, man. Like, What's wrong with you, Kawhi? It's an ailment. I'm not really sure what it is. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, hey, hey, hey. That, hey, that's hey. my take on it, man. I big shout out to to uh, Clifford, man, because I, I I think I don't think that if Markel Fultz didn't have uh, Clifford, I don't know if he would be in the spot that he's in right now. So I really would like to see his progression from here on out. Hopefully, you know, we see this kid make an all-star team. We see him, you know, most improved player. Um, you know, we see him start cracking and being the player that we thought he was when he came out as the number one pick before everybody started doubting him. Well, LeBron's been endorsing him on social media lately, so I think he's going to get an all-star game. Yeah, he will. <laughs> Maybe not this year. But it's but coming. Yeah. It's coming. Um, yeah, I think that's a great point, Josh. Um, you know, Clifford's such a good guard developer. Uh, I mean, you're really starting. To, is that even a, like a term? Guard developer. Uh, we're gonna make it one. Yeah. Hey, didn't we? That's a forty-eight. We just, that's a forty-eight minute exclusive. Hey, weren't we just talking about pass, the passing coach in the, uh, the yeah like a new made up position? <laughs> he's, a, he's a guard developer. Yeah. Shout out to forty-eight minutes network. We, so, we made but up yeah, a new term. I like that point a lot, and I really like that young Magic team. I don't think they're good by any means, but they're fun. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, they just go down there, and they throw down dunks. I still think Aaron Gordon is vastly overrated, um, but. <laughs> How much they pay him? Too much. <laughs> Too much. They, tra- they, they no. Here's the thing. 
We know damn well what it was. They're yeah. like, yeah, we paid him because he's our franchise. But like, no. no. You paid him that money yeah. because you wanted him to stay there until someone would trade so for we'll him. Trade it, yeah. Yeah, no one's <laughs> trading for him. Someone was like, why don't the Bulls trade Levine for Aaron Gordon? I was like, they better not make oh, that trade. Goodness. They better not make that trade. Ugh. Yeah. Um, last thing I want to touch on before we get out of here. Yes, sir. So we got to talk about John Beeline. Yes. Um, because yes. that's not cool no. at all. Um, so... Comes out there's a report that in practice, I guess he's trying to boost the Cavaliers' self-esteem and boost them up. Jeez. And he said, after in a film session, you guys aren't playing like thugs anymore. Which, not a really good term there, Johnny boy. No. And then says that he didn't know what he said. Said he thought he said slugs. And his coaching staff had to tell him what he said. What? Yeah, come on, man. I <laughs> What? Uh, I, uh, I don't know. Man, we're in 2020, right? Yeah. Like, like what, yeah. What, what's going on? This man? isn't pleasant. Hey, before you get started, yeah, can, I, can I yeah, actually yeah. read Can yeah. I read his? Yes. Please do. Yeah, please do. So he said, I didn't realize that I had said the word thugs, but my staff told me later I did, so I must have said it. I meant... <laughs> I meant to say slugs as in slow moving. We weren't playing hard before, and now we were playing harder. I meant it as a compliment. That is what I was trying to say. I've already talked to the eight of my players tonight, and they are telling me that they understand. Bruh. Man, this this is... That's uh, a long drawn out. Bruh. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I, I've, I've never made that mistake no? of... No, I think I because, know when I say derogatory term. Yeah, when I say something derogatory, like if you say something derogatory, you know what you say and you know what you meant. Like you're a coach. I would have felt, I would have felt a lot better if he just said, "Yeah, I said it." You know, I probably shouldn't have said that word. I probably should have used a different context or term. Yeah. If he just owned it, I'm like, okay, he's an idiot, but you know, at least he's fessing up to it. Now, if you telling me uh, I didn't know what I said, I thought I said slugs, I'm like. <laughs> Now you now it just makes and slaw yeah like, different. Now you're just making up stuff, and it makes it worse because it looks like you're just like oh well, uh, yeah. You just look like you've lost your mind. Yeah, because that is not that's a very if I'm sitting here I'm like oh, hey Tim, uh, I think you're uh, a idiot. You're like why you no I'm I'm sorry Tim I meant to say I thought you were cool. What? That's, those aren't even the same word. That's not even like. Come on, like, like that. that there's no excuse for it. No. Um, the guy and like I said, if he just owned up to it and said, "Hey, man, I made a mistake," I, I you know, they, you know, thugs is a very derogatory term. I apologize. But to tell me that you said one, you didn't know what you said. Your assistant coach said, "Tell you, you said thugs and not slugs." Then you don't need to be in control of a basketball team because yeah. obviously you got Alzheimer's. And you need to, like, you've got something wrong. Because, child, please. Yeah, like, child, please. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I mean, uh, Josh, what, I mean, <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I mean, Josh, you run a business. <laughs> I'm like, you're a coach. And I'm a coach. You've like, gotten on kids before. Yeah. Have you ever said, like, something right. like, where you're like, but man, you, you, like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, kid. I meant to say slug. My bad. <laughs> like, come on. You know, the, the, I will tell you this, and, and this is where. I don't want to get into the, the, the politics of anything, sure. but the I, I really have a hard time sometimes with, with, with the understanding of all this because of the way our society is set up. So I do think that had this been a different coach, let's say it would have been um, Mike Brown, for instance, that used to coach the Cavs. Mm-hmm. And if Mike Brown would have said it, I don't know if it would have been that big of a well, deal. Well, yeah, he's not a 70-year-old white man. Right. Yeah. So, I understand it, but then at the same time, I'm like, you know, there's this, sometimes we have this double standard in society that says you know, one person can say it and one person can't say right, it. Right, yeah. But, unfortunately, with the history of our country, the history of things that have happened prior to the NBA. I mean, we want to bring up Donald Sterling. You know, you want to bring up. I Oof. mean, you want to bring up Papa John. Right. Uh, I mean, there's just so many things that you could bring up. I, 
the fact that like you said, Ben, like that you didn't own up to it. Yeah, just own like up you're to trying it. to cover your tracks and say that you didn't say. Yeah. Like you remember like, when Scott Van Pelt got suspended from Sports Center because it was like as it was cutting off, he said "fuck." Yep, I do remember. And immediately they came back. He goes, "I said a swear word. I apologize. I thought we were cut off. We were all fair." Yeah. Do that. Yep. That's all we need. That's all I needed. Yeah, you owned up to it. Yeah. yeah that's all but, I needed. That's all. That's all I would like. Just don't be like. Not that the F word and a racist I, term are the same I thing. I said but. slugs. I thought I said slugs. Slugs. Like this. Slugs. Is, that's my rebuttal. Who the hell in twenty twenty says or slugs? Or as our brother, or as our brother Duran would say, you mugs. Yeah, you mugs. <laughs> like crazy you, mugs. You tried to cover it up and like you didn't even apologize. Like you tried to act like you didn't know what was going on. I think that's what the issue is with all yeah. of it. And then you then you played dumb like what? Play tape back. Right. <laughs> Show me that I said it. Man. Like And then they play the tape back like Oh. Oh, you bunch my, of th- slugs. You're like, oh, oh, I did say it. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> is this like is this like Ron Burgundy? Like he'll read anything that goes on the <laughs> teleprompter? Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. Man, like, you if, know, if you do something like that, just own up to it. I For will sure. tell you this. There's been a lot of stuff going on in Cleveland over the past couple weeks. Yeah, things are going great. Uh, you know, the Tristan Thompson blow up, the Kevin Love throwing the ball at Colin, or uh, not Colin Sexton, but after Colin was dribbling on the floor and Kevin Love got the ball and he swung it over to what's his name? Uh, Seti. Uh, Seti. And, uh, and then, like, whining. Like, like it all kind of makes sense now. Like, there's something going on. I'm shocked he on. punched that chair and didn't break his hand. Right. Yeah. There is something going on with Beeline as a coach over there. And I think, I don't know if he's over there. Like, I'm trying to treat you guys like you're college athletes. Like, these are grown men. Yeah, I don't know. That, you know, have families that they go home to. And, like, you can't talk to them, like, any certain way and think that you're going to gain their respect. Agreed. So, that's definitely nuts. Yeah. It was a mess, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Stay out of Cleveland. Uh, There's a whole bunch of crap going on up there. Drew you were wrong. You lied. Cleveland doesn't rock. It is not rock. (laughs) Ask the Browns how much Cleveland rocks. Exactly. Ask Odell Beckham if he likes Cleveland. <laughs> Just saying. Well, gentlemen, we've come to an end to uh, the first 2020 Shot Callers. Um, had an awesome time. Uh, this this pod is a labor of love. We love coming in here and doing this for you guys. Like I said at the beginning, man, get on here. A- Apple Podcasts, five-star reviews. Um, get on our socials, 48 Minutes five Network, five NTWRK. Star, Please get on star. there and five-star Get on there and like our stuff. Let five us know star, what you think. Yes, that's what that's what we're what's where we're trying to get here. So thank you guys. We appreciate it, um, and we will catch you. Uh, and thank you for listening to the Shot Callers podcast. We'll holla, holla at you. Free Kevin Love. Free smoke. Free smoke. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> <laughs>